Hey, football fans, it's Suzanne and Angela back on October the 20th. Today is the 25th already. So we're finishing up week eight, heading into week nine games. That's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. We're, wow. we're more than halfway over. That's really hard um, to believe. I know. Um, but week eight was... A humdinger. There were a lot of close games. Every week has been that way. A lot of close games. Yeah, there have been. And, you know, just it's it's another week to me where we've said anybody can beat anybody on any given, <laughs> any Saturday. given Saturday. Um, You know, because I guess we could start with some of the almost the close calls, the struggle wins. The struggle wins. wins. Right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Um, who is... Gosh, they're they were six. They're six now, right. but I think they were. Um, what were they last week? I don't remember. Maybe four. Uh, no, they're the same. They're okay. the, they stayed the same because they won. Um, Oklahoma uh, won. They beat UCF thirty-one to twenty-nine. So that was a very close call, less than a field goal. They squeaked by. And then Texas over Houston thirty-one to twenty-four. That was a very close call. Texas was ranked eight. Yes. So keep in mind, UCF is not even in the Power Five, and neither is Houston in the Power Five. I think they are, um, but they're one of the the bottom the bottom you know, levels. They're, they're not they're not as ranked good this year. Yes. Um, so they and they beat them by a touchdown, but it took them late in the game to be able to do that. So those were um, the struggle wins. Those were the struggle wins, and then um, there was a huge upset. Huge upset, yes. Going into last week, I've been so proud of the ACC this year because we've got a lot of good teams. Um, North Carolina has been great, and they were undefeated going to play Virginia last week. Virginia was 1-5. and five. North Carolina was undefeated, and Virginia beat them 31-27. to 27. That was a Boy, huge upset. That is a huge upset. North huge. Carolina was ranked 10. Yes, they were undefeated going into yes. that game. And then Drake May is their quarterback, and he is supposedly one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's done a great job. So there's an example, you know, on any given Saturday. Yes. It's, yes. It's yes, really, yes. really, really, really that kind of year. Um, so. Um, Anyway, yeah, so that was a huge upset. And, you know, we've talked about the transfer portal a lot. Yes. And I had I heard some commentators talking about this this week. One of the reasons we're seeing so many close games, and it seems like the games are more equal. There's not some real dominant teams. Right. Georgia's still undefeated, right. and there's, you know, but here's here's how the transfer portal, they were saying, affects that, is that a lot of the players that don't get to play – at the bigger universities, transfer to these other schools, so the depth isn't there. Yes, and that may that I hadn't thought about it that way before. So you, kids aren't going to sit the benches anymore. No, they're not. So they're going to transfer out, and you don't have any depth, and your team gets tired, and they you can't well, switch them out. Right so it, that's what I had heard about one of the one of the many things happening with the transfer portal. Yes, causing so much. It's causing a lot more equality in the teams, but so like a UCF, like you said, they had a they were John Rice Plumley. Yes, he transferred um, from an SEC team and went to UCF. 
Okay, so the quarterback for UCF transferred from from another SEC team. I believe it was Old Miss. And so that just shows you. And then Gus Melzon, who used to coach at Auburn, yes. is now their coach. And so he's familiar, you know, with some of these players. And so, yeah, so you're right. They're going to transfer where they can play. And um, and so now he's the starting quarterback, and they almost beat Oklahoma. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And, and some other notable transfers, Hendon Hooker. There you go. Great quarterback for Tennessee. Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, right. that just made more sense to me. Yes. Okay. Do we want to talk about the big Tennessee-Alabama game? Okay. Um, well, Tennessee, Tennessee looked that was real. Yeah, they looked good in the first half. Tale of two halves. They were ahead 20-3 to three at halftime, and then it was all Alabama in the second half. In fact, Tennessee didn't even score. The final score was 34 to 20. So Alabama definitely came out at halftime and they think, were a whole different team. I think Miss Terry must have gone into the locker room at halftime. I think so. So Miss Terry is what they call Coach Nick Saban's wife. Everybody yes. calls her that. Everybody That's what's so funny. Her. Like yes. even the commentators and all the news. Everybody, everybody calls her Miss Terry. Terry. Even Nick calls her Miss Terry. Uh huh. He doesn't say Terry. He calls <laughs> Miss Terry. I know it's so cute. Um. So I don't know if I don't know if we talked about this yet, but she had she had asked Nick Saban what you know he was frustrated with his team not doing well, and she said something like, "Well, are you getting on to him like you right, should?" Right, you or? need to get on them. Yeah. So there's been a lot of fun about that shirts being made. Miss Terry make Nick mean again. So oh yeah, um, and that she needs to be a coach. And, you know. Anyway, she must have <laughs> visited them during the halftime. She went up during halftime and gave him a pep talk. But Tennessee fans, okay, here's the thing. That was at Alabama. It they was. were loud. Yes. Full stadium. Yes. I, you know, don't beat yourself up too much because to me, you controlled and dominated that first half. I don't know what happened the second half, but and I know that's what they're disappointed that they I know it's just disappointing. Keep it up. I, it's so it seems disappointing. Like they went a little bit more maybe conservative, and I don't. I, I to be honest, I can't. It Alabama just dominated in the second half and dominated I more. And, and I'm disappointed for Tennessee, yeah. but you know, it was, it definitely wasn't a game that you need to be embarrassed about because Lord, it's Alabama at Alabama. And right. Anyway, right. that was disappointing. We thought you were going to run away with it, but anyway, um, another game that was interesting was Missouri. Missouri has come out of the nowhere this year. Yeah, they are definitely on a roll. They beat South Carolina <laughs> 34 to 17. Isn't they're making crazy? me a little nervous. Uh, Georgia's got to play them here in a couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're ranked. Missouri is ranked. They are ranked. And 16. They are, and they are doing they're, seven and one. They're having a great season. So who knew that was where'd that I come know. From? I know. Okay, so some other games. Do we um, talk we haven't talked about Duke Florida State yet, have we? No. No. Okay, so Duke played Florida State at Florida State. Florida State was the favorite. Duke was ranked 16. Florida State was ranked 4. Duke lost 38. Florida State scored 38. Duke scored 20. But, however, here was the thing. Riley Leonard is the Duke quarterback who's really, really good. And he was has been hurt. He's been out. He came back for this game. He um, got hurt again and left. Uh, up until then – I can't remember. It was Duke, very competitive. It was competitive, it and was I don't remember if Duke close. was in the lead or not, but it was competitive. But when he was gone, it, you know, just didn't seem the same. And then right. Florida State won. Right. Um, the Utah-USC game. Yes. 
Utah that was won a big on one. a last minute field goal and we're going to talk I want to talk more about their quarterback later but my hats off to Bryson Barnes the Utah quarterback and he has filled in uh for their first for their first string quarterback who I think apparently got hurt um early in the season but um anyway hats off to him did yes. a great job and then we'll talk about him a little later yes and another another came it was almost an upset washington yes ranks number five they've been the media darling this year oh that was another struggle when it was a struggle win. The struggle win category. arizona state who was not ranked it, it ended up being a score of 15 to 7. i don't think washington scored anything but field goals or something like that maybe a, a punt return one time but well and with that odd 15 there might have been a um it was weird it was a they weird might story. have had a um um a safety in there too they might have had a yeah, two point it was just a weird it, game a, that's but a, that's another story. example anybody any given saturday yes yes um old miss defeats auburn 28 to 21 that was, that was a close game too and auburn isn't ranked and i don't know if they've been even won any games this year honestly um all right i'm just going to talk about it clemson versus miami <laughs> Clemson at Miami. Um, we were favored by only two points, but that was a heartbreaker. Um, Clemson, we won in double over. No, we lost in double overtime. Miami scored. Where we talked about the overtime rules a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes. All right. So the first overtime, you have to score a touchdown, and then you can go for the extra point or, or a field goal. Two. Yeah, or you can do a or field you can goal. do a field goal, and that's yeah. what happened. Each each team got a field goal the first okay. time. Second overtime, Miami scored. You have to try for two on the second overtime, and they did that, and they got it. So we know Clemson knows what they have to do, right? We get the ball. Do. We are. I think it's a fourth down, and Cade Klubnick, our quarterback, ran with the ball and got tackled, and we lost the game. And after the game, what happened was. It came out, I think Dabo said it, that, or somebody said it, one of the coaches, that he was told it was supposed to be a handoff to Shipley, or I can't remember. So he, and Cade Klubnick talked about it, and he said he read the field, and he just felt like that was the better shot for whatever reason. I don't know how that works in the coaching room. Like, if you tell the kids to do such and such, and they don't do that, I don't know. But anyway, lost the game. But I'm just going to be honest well, first of all, I want to say, where is our jumbo package? This was, we didn't have long, to, we didn't have far. I want to say it was a yard. Mm -hmm. It's all we needed. And the, we've talked about the jumbo package before when you bring some of the big old defensive guys in and you just kind of push through. Or you can even bring another, like, offensive lineman. Like, bring just, a, like, instead of just having five, you can take, like, a receiver or yeah. tight end out and bring in another heavy yeah, you know, they also call it the heavy package. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, and and do that. You can do that. I like jumbo better. I think it's cuter. Okay, yeah. But anyway, it's. I just don't know why we don't use that when you're just trying to get a little bit. I know that's frustrating to me. We fumbled the ball three times. We are absolutely at the bottom of the all of uh, Power Five football in fumbles. Top, we're the top. I guess we're the bottom as far as ball security. I got gotcha. you. And Dabo said that in the press conference. Said we. I don't know how you could be any worse than the bottom. <laughs> so it's not a good, it's not good. So no. I don't know. Clemson is just looking, I'm, I, Clemson fans are frustrated and we're just looking pretty mediocre this year. We're probably, I don't know, six and four, maybe. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's frustrating. I don't know what's going to happen there, but 
Well, on to next week. You know, it's on to next week. And, you know, next year, a lot of their players may choose to come back. And I think when you get a whole team of players that choose to come back, Maybe. That, is, that is a big deal. I just honestly don't think Cade Klubnick's that good. Um, and it's a lot of players end up like that. You notice Quinn Ewers got hurt. Quinn Ewers is a Texas quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't put Arch Manning in. Mm-mm. They put the other Well, he's, he's you know, it's his first year, so they put the other guy in that has a little more experience. Right, but, so, but that's a good example of somebody who was touted as, wow, he's amazing. Right. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way in co- when they actually play. Right. Um, but that, I'm not saying Arch Manning isn't going to be. I just, you know, a lot of people were surprised. Right. That they didn't see him when right. that other one got hurt. But anyway. Oh, well. Um, yes. So, well. Players of the week. Okay. We're going to do what happened and players of the week. You want to do players of the Let's week Let's do that first? one first. Okay. Well. The one that I picked going back to Utah is Utah's quarterback, Bryson Barnes. And he threw for three touchdowns and 235 yards. And at the end of the game, he is the one they had to go down. They were losing by a point and they had to go down and get in field goal range. And he did a, he ran a play at the end he scrambled, and for a quarterback, when they say scrambled, he ran around, but he actually ran with the got ball. and the ball and got 26 yards at the end there, and he set up the winning field goal with that run. Yeah, so that he was a had, great run. He had a great, great game. So I was I was going to describe it as he powered through. Basically, I mean, he just willed himself. Yeah, South Carolina players. Yes, I mean. <laughs> USC. Well, it's USC. They're both USC, right? He was actually, and we didn't plan this, but I had actually picked him too. Yes. Because I had written down Utah quarterback when I was watching the games. Um, And that's part of, we can go ahead and talk about this. One of the funny things that happened in our, had it under football chatter, but their their coach, Kyle Whittingham is Utah's coach, (laughs) made a comment in the press conference. They've got a Heisman quarterback, they being South Southern California, and we've got a pig farmer. <laughs> and we're proud of that pig farmer, they, he said. Well, the pig farmer won out this <laughs> week. He did a great for sure. job. Yes. So I had great another job. player of the week for my honorable mention is Squirrel White for UT because he made an incredible catch. In fact, he was Chris Doring's catch of the week pick this week because it was incredible. Um, that was one of, in the first half? Yeah. Yeah, that's when they were they on were a roll on and a they roll. were doing okay. But he did a he did a great a great job. Okay. Good deal. Okay. So do we wanna okay, on the what happened real quick, and Angela and I are still I, I think it's this is a confusing play. We don't know that we're gonna have any answers after we talk about this, but it's one of those what happened? <laughs> like we don't know. Um and Angela is the one that's that saw it or heard about it. Yeah, I saw it on a replay. But it looked like it was it um it was a punt return. Iowa was was playing Minnesota. Is Correct. That, okay, and Minnesota punted to Iowa. Iowa is behind. Yes, that's a very close game. And it's a close game, and the Iowa punt returner catches the ball on a bounce. But in the meantime, the the Iowa punt returner was he had his okay so it, it, imagine if you will he's got one hand out his right hand's pointing and his left hand is at his side 
but he's waving it back kind of front to back, front to it's back. It's almost like he's giving a direction of some sort. Um, some people called it a getaway, getaway signal. A like, getaway signal, like get away from the ball. Uh, because I think he could tell it was going to bounce. He wasn't going to catch it on the fly. And on a punt or a kickoff, you know, if a player – if, if a player were to hit another Iowa player, and he's he's on the Iowa team, and then a Minnesota player went on the, you know, covered the ball, they would have the ball. Like, right. it's like a fumble, you know? So, so you've got to um, protect the ball. There. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, so he's waving his arm around. Anyway, he caught the ball on a bounce, and he proceeded to run it all the way back and get a touchdown. Yes, he did. And the but, whole Iowa team, everybody's so excited. They're celebrating. But apparently, then the refs called the touchdown back and said that it was an in, okay, so invalid, invalid signal. An invalid, invalid fair catch signal. Invalid fair catch signal. And so this has been a debate, I think, among analysts and yes. people – you know, players of the game, people that have a lot of knowledge of the game all week. Some say that was a good call. Some say it was a terrible call. So, And, and this is also going to be our rule of the week, fair catch rule from the NCAA. A valid fair catch rule is that the player extends one hand only clearly above their head and waving that hand from side to side of their body more than once. An invalid signal is any waving signal by a player that does not meet the requirements of a valid fair catch. Um, so it's if, if it is called an invalid catch, fair catch signal, the ball is placed at the spot of the catch. You're not penalized for it. You just, you, the ball goes where you caught it. it it's right where, you, it's a dead so, ball right where you caught so it. So they went from having a touchdown to win the game to having the ball put back there. So I guess there was hand waving. That's what the confusion is, is he was waving his hand back and forth, and even though it was not over his head, clearly not over his head. Clearly not. But still waving. So it wasn't, so I guess that was the invalid signal. I don't know. I guess. So anyway, we're just asking what happened. <laughs> what what, <laughs> what happened, happened there? on that um, on that punt return? Um, so, okay. So on the foot, on football chatter, okay. we have a little bit of chatter. A little bit of we chatter. talked about the pig farmer comment. That was pretty funny. Yes. Um, Josh Heupel, in his interview after the game, when they asked him what he thought about the referee calls, he was completely silent for about a minute. And then he said, Does that, is that silence long enough? Or he said something to that effect. Uh-huh. So I, I don't think I don't think he was super happy about the referee calls. And we, we were talking about this, and Suzanne was saying that um, – after every game, coaches are allowed to send in a list of all their concerns. And they do. And they do. And they do. <laughs> and they do send it in. They yes. don't they don't delay. No, they do. It's part of what after they do. every game. They send their list of grievances. <laughs> well, list of things. It help it's supposed to help referees too, you know. And a, a team sort of like if they're known for doing something, teams will send in and say, you know, watch out for this and you know, but they'll send in and they'll send clips and there you go. They'll write it down. Yes, they do. They can send it in to their officiating of their conference to the, you know, the main officials. So, so that might, that was something I wasn't aware of, but um, so that's maybe something for our listeners that aren't as familiar with football. Yeah. Okay. So the big chatter this week, 
Michigan stealing signs. Not signs and out of the yard. I was going to say, <laughs> what we mean by signs are more probably signals. Signals. They're um, saying signs, but that means signals. Teams calling signals. And, and scouting teams and stealing just whatever they can. Um, so so I read, we were trying to read up on this a little bit, doing our homework. Um, it is illegal for a staff member to conduct in-person scouting of future opponents. Did not so know coaches, that before this. Coaches cannot go to games. We didn't know this. Or anybody on their staff cannot attend games of people they're playing on their schedule. You're not allowed to do that. Let alone videotape. And, you know, now they're allowed to look at tape of the games, of the plays. <clears throat> and they do. And to they study do, as they should. <clears throat> they study their film and... Um, they can have their notes and their, you know, but they can't go in person, like on their off week or whenever, and, and watch another game. And that was an interesting thing to me because I didn't realize that because <clears throat> I thought anybody could go to any game at any time they wanted to. That's because right. It's on I TV. mean, I think they probably don't do it very much because they don't have time. I mean, they're <laughs> playing their own games, right? right but right. Um, I guess you could send like a an underling. Well, and that's a what allegedly member. happened. Yeah. This guy's name is St Scallion or Scallion, something like I that. I think it's Scallion. Yeah. Scallion. I had it written down Scallion. Um, or maybe that's right. It may be wrong. No, I think you're right. I he's a staff right. member in charge of this alleged scheme. And he bought tickets to 30 games over a three-year period. And we found out, Clemson found out we were one of the one of the teams. Tennessee's been one of the teams. Georgia was one of the teams, weren't they? Yes. Because they're, we were thinking, why would Michigan scout the SEC and Clemson? Is because they were looking at in the playoffs. They're looking at possible, possible playoff playoffs. contenders. And so they wanted to know what to do down the road when they get to that team. So, yeah, they were scouting. So what we need to talk about for next week, I guess, is we need to figure out what's going to happen. Like, what, what are the penalties for this if, if he's indeed found guilty of this? Um, and if you want to watch something funny, watch the SEC shorts clip about, <laughs> about this because they weren't even devious about it. There's a picture going around of somebody in a Michigan shirt at some random team's game. Exactly. So it's kind of like, wow, let's at least be. Yeah. At least try to be. You know, like blend in a little bit. Try, yeah. Try to be sneaky. <laughs> try to be. Yeah. If you're going to. But uh, no, it is bizarre. And you have to remember that Michigan's coach, Jim Harbaugh, he already missed the first four games of this season that we are currently in for lying to the NCAA. Oh, wow. He, they were yeah. under investigation for a whole nother issue, and they found him. They caught him lying, flat out lying. And mm. so he was suspended for the first four games of the season. I remember that. So it's the same coach's program that we are talking about. So I, you know, oh, I don't Jim. know. I don't know what it's else. Not looking to say. good. I, I, and if they are cheating, I, I hope. And Michigan is, are they number two right now? Yes. A lot of people think when the first playoff, you know, we'll get the playoff committee on Tuesday. On That's Halloween. right. Next next week, get, people. We get Halloween the, night. So <laughs> after this weekend of football, they're going to make a decision and go ahead and do their their you know top twenty five of their picks and. A lot of people think Michigan will be number one on their list. Okay, so, so if you are interested in watching that, this is when the college football playoff committee, CFP is what they call it, meets, and they meet in this room, and then they come out and they start announcing, 
who's going to, you know, who they've got so far in the brackets for the playoffs. Right. Or the rankings. And that's really the only rankings that matter after next week, right? It is. It's, we have the AP poll that we go by, but that won't determine that's, who goes to yeah, the playoffs. The college football committee determines who goes to the playoffs, and that's yes. what matters. Yes. So that is next week, Tuesday night. Yes, Halloween. Yeah. So you might want to tune in. Yes. It'll be the first one. So. <laughs> We're giving you the heads up. Yep, that's right. So um, we'll try to figure that's out right. what punishments are, are they looking at for Michigan. That's probably going to be a big mess. It might take a while, but. It may. It may, but I sure hope. I don't know. I just, I, I and hope. I'm just going to be honest. I don't understand that rule, honestly, because to, in my opinion, I thought, and I just said this, I don't, I thought anybody, why can't you just buy, why can't you go to the game and watch the sideline? I mean, I would assume that they are, if I were a coach, I would assume everybody is watching me and trying to get my signals. Well, and you do have people, I mean, I've heard Kirby Smart, because I, I listen to him more than any other coach, but I've heard him talk about, I mean, they, they do their best to hide it on the sidelines. Yeah, they try to hide it and they have put it in codes. Things up and yes. old like stuff Pikachu and, and yeah, <laughs> no, they they really do. They right, they really try to hide do. it. So I'm just I'm a little bit confused why that's even a rule because also the games are on TV. So, but I guess they're not focused on the sideline. But you know, time. you wonder if like a football guy, a staffer, even watching the coaches on the sidelines and they're doing signals with their hands and they're doing all this, which absolutely means nothing to me. Right, like I would I'm. I have no idea what they're doing, but a football guy may. Yeah, they might, especially if somebody so from that might, program is now in that new program or something like that. But. And I think when they watch film, they're not taping the sidelines. Like when you get film of a, of a game, it is strictly the game. It's just the field. Is it different the than place. the game on TV? Is it a whole other thing they take for the Well, and they teams? could do the game on TV, but, you know, they just flash to the side. Yeah. They don't, really they don't need to watch the cheerleaders and all that. They're in the yeah. film room. They probably yeah. just need to watch the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know, but I... Anyway. Cheating's not a good thing ever. I know, but I'm just baffled as to why that... I, because it's out in the open, I guess, and, and it's, any you know, so many people can see you doing the right. sideline things. But anyway. Right. Right. All right. Are we ready to do we our week nine games? Okay. And we will just talk. Last week, our guest picker, oh. Sherry Vaughn, got five right. She, she beat won. both of us. She beat both of us. She got five right. Angela got one right. <laughs> it was my worst week. <laughs> I think so. And then I got three right. So I went out on a limb. I was trying to be dangerous because I had six out of seven the week before. I was feeling confident. You're feeling confident. <laughs> We're going to do better this week. Yep. All right, the first game we have is Oklahoma, who's number six, at Kansas. I'm picking Oklahoma because, you know, I love Brent Venables, and I think I actually do think Oklahoma is really doing well. They're undefeated. They're still one of the few yep. undefeated teams. Yep, they are doing well. I'm picking Oklahoma also. Okay, the world's largest outdoor cocktail oh, party Georgia, in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida. It's a neutral site. They play in Jacksonville. It's Georgia, Florida. Georgia's ranked number one. And they do have a home and an away team, but basically that's just for the color of the jersey kind of thing. And they alternate every year. But it's exactly half. Right. Like the stadium is half Georgia, half Florida. So not it's, a really, it's not really a home field advantage for either one. Except that it's in Florida. Do you are there usually more Florida people there? No. 
It's exactly down the middle. That's no, cool. No, it is. It, it's Wait, it's we saw another even. game like that. Where was that? That was Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, yeah, the Red River rivalry. Yep. Um, okay, so, so. Georgia, Florida. I'm picking Georgia. Okay. Uh, I mean, now, with I, that said. I got I to gotta fit my dogs. This is a. This could be a it's a rivalry a track game. It could it's be, a rivalry. Well, and, I, and we have said on any given Saturday, Florida's had the week off to get ready. Georgia's had the week. This is, they've been on their by. Both teams have had the week off. They both practice hard. They both have good players. So that's right. it is, and you don't know when teams fumble and throw interceptions sure. and get major penalties and like the things that can turn games around. So it's, you know, you just don't know. You have to be careful every game. You do. But again, as we've always said many times, it's 18 to 20 year olds that we're trying to. Absolutely. To, and I, I don't I think 50 to 60 year olds have, would have trouble doing this every single week, being oh. up for the game every single week. Yes. It, it, would just, be it would be a hard thing to do. Okay. This looks like it's going to be one of the premier games. And because it's two ranked teams playing each other, but we have number eight, Oregon at number 13 utah so that's that's, that's a be tough a good one. one yeah because utah just came off winning beating uh southern california yep and oregon just barely lost to washington a couple weeks ago yes yeah who are you gonna pick you're I'm, gonna pick I, know you're I gonna pick. well i really i think i'm gonna pick oregon all right i'm gonna go with oregon i think they're gonna get I think they're going to get it all together in this game. I I'm think gonna I'm going to pick Utah on this one. They're okay. looking pretty strong. You, oh, this well, is, this they, could go either are, way. Well, this they, is a flip the coin. And they are game. playing at Utah. Well, so I know. You get the home team. Get a little home field advantage there. Okay, this is another interesting game. We got number 20, Duke, but we don't know the status. I know. I don't know Riley Leonard's status. Riley Leonard at Louisville, number 18. And Louisville, I know they lost to Pittsburgh, and that was sort of – because they were sort of doing really well. Yeah, they were the star but, team for a while. But they are still ranked number 18, and it's at Louisville. Actually, Duke is ranked below them, which I'm – Yes. That's odd to me. Uh, ooh, I don't know, because Louisville – I mean, because Duke, it's dependent on whether Riley Leonard's in there. I know. I'm still going to pick Duke. Okay. I think I'm going to pick Louisville. I'm going to pick Louisville. We All right, we way. have number 21, Tennessee, at Kentucky. Is Kentucky ranked? Mm -mm. I'm going to pick. Whew. I think Kentucky has. They're both five and two. Kentucky's had the week off this week, too, to prepare and get ready and rest up. And it's at Kentucky. Um, I thought Missouri beat Kentucky on Saturday. Was that No, that was. South Carolina? Missouri beat South Carolina. The Columbia battle. Yeah. Columbia, Missouri, Columbia, yes. South Carolina. Yes. No, Kentucky had the week off. Okay. I'm I think I'm gonna pick Tennessee, even though it's at Kentucky. Okay. I think Tennessee has a good team. I uh I really do. I think they can do well, this. Well, and they could be aggravated after last week. You know, they're playing mad. Yeah, sometimes you want to come back and redeem yourselves, you know? So I think I'm going to pick Tennessee, too. All right, Ohio State at Wisconsin. I would love for Wisconsin to upset Ohio State, but I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to have to pick Ohio State. I'm with you. I just I don't think Wisconsin is as strong this year. So 
I'm they're not Ohio. ranked. Yeah. I'm picking Ohio State also. All right. Last game is Colorado at number 23, UCLA. Ooh. So they're traveling to UCLA. Hmm. I'm going to pick UCLA. That's who I'm going to pick. I don't know. That's a tough one because Colorado can't seem to get out of their own way either. They're kind of like Clemson. Yeah, well, and they had a couple of hurt players, and I'm not sure if they've come back. Or oh, not. yeah, that really good receiver that was hurt. Uh, yeah. Wasn't a receiver or running back? Um, um, oh, he, well, he played both ways, offense and defense. Oh, that's right. That's right. So okay. he was good. Yeah. We'll see. So we shall see. All right, Suzanne. Okay. We're done. We picked, did our picks. All right. Everybody, we will tune in next week. And as always, hit us up in the comments with any questions or concerns. Go Tigers. And go dogs.